just have to say that song still slaps, as the kids say. <laughs> it does. It, it gets does. me every time. Well, you know, it, people got to be careful because if they have their headset turned up too loud, uh-huh. they're going to hurt themselves because it is a powerhouse. Yeah. And then you get to come into our smooth, sultry, velvety, fantastic voices. <laughs> It was like it couldn't have been timed better. I got lucky. That was that was impressive. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, I did not see that yeah. coming. Yeah, I'm gonna get myself a beat pad next. I'm gonna do some of that DJing stuff. Ooh. Yeah. You know what my DJ name would be? DJ KG. Sir Isaac Newtones. <sighs> Soak it in, baby. Be proud. Listen, you chose this friendship. I, you know, I. <laughs> you said I am, yes. I am proud of. I am proud of this podcast. I am. I'm proud of it, and I'm mm-hmm. proud of. I'm proud of our friendship. But that one was <laughs> rough. <laughs> You're just jealous. You didn't come up with it first. You know what? Maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah, Maybe dude. that's it. I'm projecting my jealousy in yeah. the form of. I don't know what the fuck I would say that is. But. Jealousy looks as yellow as the liquid that used to be in that Deep Eddie's Lemon Vodka bottle. Dude. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's take it back a couple of days here. Yeah. Monday. Great day. Kevin was Solid like, day. hey, it's like my weekend. I want to have a drink. And I'm like, sure, let's have a drink. Yeah. And... In in our defense, like this 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 lemon vodka, lemon flavored vodka, deep Eddie's deep Eddie lemon. It's fantastic. It, Naturally it's, flavored it's, out of it's Texas. It's really good. It's really so good. So good. And it it's very smooth, especially on the second one. Like and I and I know that I know that it's usually, sounds yeah. No, 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 oh, no. That's you're how right. it always goes. Like, no, I understand that's how alcohol works. But we, we finished that bottle and, and honestly that that's fine. Like you you can do that. Yeah, but it's only thirty five percent. My problem was the acidity did yeah. not sit well with me, mm-hmm. so I had heartburn. For like, I do. Not, I'm not. I, I'm getting older, but I'm not the guy that gets heartburn and needs like Prilosec or Zantac or uh-huh. whatever the thing that gives you cancer now. <laughs> did you hear about that? There's like a big. I think it's. I think it's Zantac 75. Sweet. Like they've known for years that it basically gives you cancer. Double sweet. Anyways, <clears throat> it did not sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I took Nora to school the next day. No, was it the next day? It was Wednesday. Wednesday or Tuesday. It was one of the two. It was Wednesday. Yeah. Cause Tuesday I'm, I'm in the office. Yeah. I walk up to Kevin. I'm like, nope, never, <laughs> never again. Not on a school night. Mm. All right. Well, let's start podcasting on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part, though, is when, because uh, like at first I'm like, all right, this is great. Like Brian's going to have a drink with me. This is going to be fun. I was surprised when I offered you the second glass and you said yes. I was even more surprised when you started pouring the extra glasses for us. Yeah. And then my favorite part was when uh, we had just stopped recording and you looked at it and there was just enough in there for maybe two small glasses. And you're like, well, we're just going to finish this, right? <laughs> I mean, at that point, at that point. It was a blast. It was a blast. Was we're going to have to do that more often where I ask you questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed it because, you know, I got to have great conversation. I felt like I was, I used to do this thing. When I was a teacher, Mm -hmm. I taught a class called cultural diversity Mm -hmm. and we learned about, you know, people of different backgrounds and, you know, some it resonated because, you know, you might've been a part of the LGBT community or you Mm might've been black or Jewish or whatever. But every, I think it was every Friday. Yeah. Every Friday, someone sat in the chair and I got this idea from my teacher in high school, Mm -hmm. Ron Chambers. And it was the Friday spotlight. And you could basically ask the person anything. That's cool. It was cool. And and the the greatest part about it is because everyone was going to do it. Like you didn't, you didn't like try and abuse the situation. Right. But you put people in uncomfortable, like 
so what type of girl do you like or you know like yeah, what's your yeah, type yeah, yeah, of, you yeah. know of girl you want to date or guy you want to date yeah. or or you know what's your do most you like embarrassing yes moment no. well yeah. yeah so like there's a lot of really cool questions and at the end of the semester mm-hmm. i told them if they did it really well and they and they were kind right so ask good questions and but not ones that are going to, you know, put people in a very uh, precarious position or offend them. You know, you could just grill them a little bit and make them feel the heat of the spotlight. <clears throat> At the end of the semester, I would go under the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And they could they could grill me and ask me anything. And, and I was honest about all kinds of things. Like they asked if I had ever smoked weed. And at the time I hadn't. And mm-hmm. when did I drink? And I was like 21. And they're like... We're Wait, so cool. really? And I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I would, I'll tell you on it. And, you know, they asked me all kinds of questions. And, and so it was kind of cool. Like, I felt like I was getting grilled. But at the same time, you know, you handled those questions as well. And I got to turn them on you. And yeah. it was fun. So it was a really good time. Yeah. So if you didn't tune into the last one, it was a pretty good uh, interview yeah. with Kevin and I interviewing each other about some just general politic type questions and just kind of coming of age and, and all yeah. that. So really cool. It was fun. It was, I mean, I always, I have fun every podcast we do. Yeah. Like even ones where we're talking about like, you know, um, sadder, uh, more sad episodes, train um, derailments. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like I still enjoy sitting here and having a conversation, but that one, this was, uh, that episode is probably one that I will, it'll go down as one of my favorites to yeah. record. It yeah. was a blast. Yeah. It was a good one. Um, and it wasn't just the deep eddies. It was no. just the way, it was the way that you held my hand the entire time. I just thought oh, it was God, really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Speaking by. of speaking of like best episodes, yeah. Uh, obviously, our live streams with the hot ones are always fun. Yes, there's two very very trendy hot ones that just came out. That is Pedro Pascal, yeah, and Jenna Ortega. Yeah, I have not watched Jenna Ortega's. Either. I watched Pedro Pascal's yeah. on the train ride home today. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Was it? Fun. I'll it check was, it out when I get It was home. one of the f- more fun ones. Like yeah. some are really interesting. Like Viola Davis was like really thought provoking. And yeah. some are just like really goofy. Like Gordon Ramsay shooting lemon juice into his face the whole time. Yeah. Paul Rudd was really. He, he's Paul just, Rudd was really fun. He's just a sweet guy. Yeah. Pedro Pascal is of the same caliber caliber like it's very fun just like it was good but i heard jenna i saw like clips of jenna ortega and she is a champ kind of like how lord was and natalie portman where they just yeah were not phased yeah there's been a couple like that where it's fun like they're like you can almost just sit back and like damn like they really are lord was the most impressive to me really did you see did you see hers I have not. Okay, so Lord, I, I love the famous that show. Singer, yeah, yeah. will never be royals. Uh, that song is made by Lord. Hers was far and away the most impressive. Okay, where she was like reading the ingredients. I'm like, hmm. It was the one that we had. It had the not Mansala. That one was really good. What was it, Mansala? What was we, there was a Masala. Masala, tikka masala. Yeah, there was that one. She did that lineup, mm-hmm. and the tikka masala. She's like reading it. She's like, "Oh, this is really good." That was one of and my she favorites. Did yeah. the, she did the bomb. Didn't even flinch. Yeah, and which I think even you flinched a little during the bomb. I cried Second, the first time. First time around, I, I felt like it was easy. Second time around, I didn't prep, um, and that's my own fault. But I still think two of my two favorite sauces were. Probably the barbacoa. Oh, yeah. Which is just like, oh, it's so good. Los Calientes barbacoa. It's so good on everything. Um, and then I really liked Scorpion Disco. Which was, a, that was that was the, way up there. That was second to last yeah. on the first lineup. But I went back recently and I was, what was that? I was eating, I was eating chicken. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to pull out some of these hot sauces because they're just chilling in my fridge. And I do from time to time. And I did um, Unique Garlic. That was that was a good one. Which was second to last. It was great. It was, but uh, the problem is this: like I take one or two bites with it, and I'm like, oh, this isn't bad. But then, like I just like I'm like, oh, I like this, and so then I eat a bunch, and then I'm like, oh, I've made a mistake. 
<laughs> Mistakes were made. Can't go back. Yeah, but they, they are all so good. The barbacoa is just about gone. Um, and there's a couple others that I the um the turmeric one. Yeah, that one was yeah. really good. Yeah, helps with inflammation. There was there was another one lower on the chain that I really liked. God, I think it was a garlic one. It wasn't unique garlic. It was yeah. like number four. Okay. No, those calientes were always four. Maybe they've, it was like three or five. They've, they've, they've started doing a lot more with smoke and Ed Curry. Um, and I, I find that I really enjoy those flavors. But they're always, I mean, he's a lunatic. Um, but I like his story. But I think anything after Da Bomb, for me, mm-hmm. you just got to abort. I, I don't know if I agree with that totally, but I, I mean, it's it's gonna hurt for sure. But I don't I don't agree. I think some of the best flavor profiles are up there. You didn't like that segue. Oh. We're gonna talk about the abortion pill. That was good. Thank you. It was so subtle. You didn't good. even realize. But you have to remember, I'm five foot six. Lots of things go over my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was so subtle a segue that I you just don't even realize. Yeah. It was so smooth. Yeah, dude. We should buy segues. Anyways, Walgreens. <laughs> so, so there's lots of news going on right now. I think the, the one that I want to spend a little more time deep diving, not tonight, but another time, is the the budget bill that Joe Biden presented today. Mm-hmm. It, it came out at like two o'clock, and there's been a lot of news that we, some that we're going to even cover tonight. But that I want to kind of deep dive because there's a lot of Inflation reduction, deficit reduction over time mm-hmm. and raising, you know, capital gains, taxes and stuff like that, that I really want to deep dive and be very well educated on. Mm-hmm. So that could be maybe this weekend's podcast. Well, certainly Monday, because this weekend's going to be rough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Well, no, I mean, it'll be rough. Be for, tired. It'll, it'll be rough. You're going to be tired. Physically, you're just going to be tired. Internally, I'm going to be a wreck. Most likely. Although I say that, and I'm probably just going to chill. Well, if you're still up, I'll come over after I get off. Yeah. That's well. a fun weekend to come over here late night. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, in West Dundee, there's the big wheel race. The St. Patty's yeah. celebrations. And it's just a it's, it's a crazy time in West and East Dundee. Yeah. Uh, the, the big wheel race literally takes place. Right on your street. Tw- like 20 feet from my front door. Right on Washington. And it is an absolute blast. People drink and have a good time. And then adults go on big wheels down this this hill. And, you know, they tap upwards of 35 miles an hour on these, on these some of the modified ones. But then you have the goofy ones or the, like, literal play school ones from yeah. Toys R Us. And it's been sitting in the garage. I remember I bought one. I bought two. I bought an Elsa one and a Ninja Turtles one. And I was going to do it my first year here. <clears throat> and at the time, I was going into... I was unemployed. So I was like, ah, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't. Like, insurance, no insurance, that would be oh, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that was the year that the guy rammed into the thing and broke his shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that would have definitely been me. But those things I could barely... <laughs> barely fit in and you know yeah. they're plastic and you're, you're you're pushing down on it so like you're the bottom is just scraping the whole time i was like yeah, yeah that's not going to be a go for me i've never been able to take up uh, take part in the festivities because for as long as i've known of it i've always worked at blue root so yeah i've well, always been working and it, it gets crazy in the bars downtown oh it gets yeah it gets fun so it's it's a blast uh so you know good luck to you uh, serving all those wonderful yeah. people and yeah. For those of you partaking in the festivities, make sure you do so relatively safely. And when you do hit the bars, make sure you tip your bartenders. It is a long, stressful day, and they are making your day that much better. So take care of them. Yeah. This has been a public service announcement brought to you in part by Walgreens. With all that said, (laughs) oh, God. No. No. (laughs) So with all that said. I know earlier in the week we were talking about, all right, what, what, what's the next piece of content? We were, we were pretty pumped. And I was like, well, we had so much fun. Let's get to the, you know, dreary stuff. And I, I don't think this is necessarily dreary. I think it's, it's very interesting. It is. But Walgreens, under the pressure from some of the attorney generals of 
red states where they are, you know, after the Dobbs ruling where they overturned Roe v. Wade, have pressured to pressured Walgreens to no longer uh, provide mefet mefepristone I think is how you say it it's the abortion drug mm-hmm. uh, that that it's not just for abortion it's also for miscarriages and, and making sure that yeah. everything comes out and so these red states have pressured and so Walgreens said you know we're not going to provide that medicine anymore mm-hmm. uh, under any circumstances and so Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, said, oh, you're not going to take care of women. Well, government, you know, the, I control the California government and California is no longer going to do business with Walgreens. It's very interesting. Um, and I, I, I had the chance to read several, several articles about it, but also watch some interviews and a couple of debates about it um, that were um, broadcast on, I think it was MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Um, might have been seeing it either way, um, but it, it's it's an interesting debate to have because you know a lot of people make the argument, well, you know, you weren't really going getting after Walgreens and these pharmacists um, with you know the opioid epidemic, and and, right. and you were letting all these pharmacists write these scripts for or prepare these scripts for all these opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're going to go after this. So you're saying this is, you know, not, and I'm not saying that it's not important, but I would say they are pretty it's a, close. It's to a eat. really good yeah. counterpoint. It, it is. And, and it, you know, kind of begs the question, but I'm going to say this, and maybe this will be a little bit, um, I don't know how many people will like this, but this is where like the libertarian me comes out because is it right for him to go in there and tell Walgreens what to do? Well, no, he's they're 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 private, not privately owned, aren't they? Uh, they're traded. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're a large company. They're a large company. They're a company. They should be able to do whatever they want as a company within the law. And in this case, it's like, okay, if they if they want to allow themselves to be pressured by these red states, by these attorney generals, that's their prerogative. And so I think that they should be able to do it. Do I agree with it? Well, no, not at all. Um, would this keep me from shopping at Walgreens? Probably not. The high prices at Walgreens would keep me from shopping at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> Walgreens is so overpriced. Like, it's the last place I will go for anything. And I get in arguments with this about about this with Anna all the time because she'll go to Walgreens. Like, well, no, like that product's gonna be way cheaper at Walmart, or it's gonna be even cheaper at Jewel in, in some cases. Um, but I think that this is a, a time where we need to let businesses fail on their own. And so, you know, well, we'll talk about that later too. Shit, Jesus, that was my that was my subtle segue. Yeah, I should have saved good. that for the end. Yeah. So you know, do okay. I think, but let me yeah. let me interject there and please. give it back to you. Yeah, please. So you're saying, well, I mean, if the red states are doing this, like, let them do it. Well, isn't this the blue state doing the exact same thing as the red states? Certainly. So so. Have they buckled? Has has Walgreens buckled in all those other states? Not. I mean, I haven't seen anything about it here in Illinois. I should have checked into that. No, I don't think I don't think Pritzker has come out and said anything just yet. the The thought is though that Illinois, New York would follow suit and kind of join in with with California and yeah. protecting because Illinois has one of the best protections for women's reproductive rights. But my my question then is, Walgreens is Walgreens is kind of in between, and if they're buckling to the these red states like Kansas. Uh, Kansas, Iowa, Texas, I think was one of them. Oh, hold on. It was up here. Uh, Alaska and Montana. Okay. These were the four that were originally threatening to no longer do business. Those pale in comparison to California. So Walgreens would have to be like, okay, well shit. So Walgreens has said like, well, in the States that don't allow this, like we won't. And then in the States that do, we will. But therein lies the problem is they're both trying to pressure one way or another. And I think that's like, I, I do like some activism from a government that's going to protect its people, like the general public as much as possible. I, and I, I don't disagree with that at all. And, and I guess I should have clarified, you know what I mean? Walgreens should have done the same thing in, 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 in the red States. They should have said, well, listen, we're going to do what we're going to do. And if the people of your state decide to stop, you know, 
coming in. Okay, well, we're going to have to start closing up shops. Now, Walgreens already has, you know, they've already been closing a lot of stores recently anyways just because their numbers have been bad. Right. Um, it's so, because they spend so much money on printer paper for the receipts. Yeah, because they have to give you the receipt. Those, those in CVS, they yeah. have the longest receipts ever. Oh, yes, they do. See, and again, I would barely know that. I haven't been to a CVS or a Walgreens in forever. Yeah, I, I mean, if you go and get, uh, you know, a Reese's candy, you know, just a little two-piece Reese's, I think you get enough paper to rewrite the Bible. So, I mean, it's probably, it's probably like... Yeah, it's pretty thick. It's probably like six inches, like that big, right? Yeah, that's six inches. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> so how so California isn't saying well we're not going to do business with you by kicking you out they can't just kick out a business so that's, right so how does Gavin Newsom approach this and basically they can remove Walgreens as being one of the providers to their insurance policy for all state uh, state employees so that's mm-hmm. two hundred thousand full time employees plus one point five million dependents. Uh, that are covered by the uh, retirement program as well. So, so there are a lot of people just just in that sense that would be a massive blow to Walgreens business. And that's before they start saying, you know, can we pull in other directions where, you know, state aid rece- recipients and stuff like that are you know not allowed to use Walgreens as their prescription provider et cetera et cetera et cetera yeah so that's that's how they would go about it this wouldn't be Gavin Newsom going into a Walgreens and, and boarding up the clothes. windows yeah. and saying get the fuck out that's yeah. not how it would work well it's interesting that they're gonna let four states bully them it was four right yeah they're gonna let four states bully him how many states are in the U.S. again Brian 50 yeah so there seems are kind of seems kind of weird. There are 11 states that have already really pushed back on the whole abortion thing. Like the mm-hmm. Dobbs, the Dobbs ruling and been in favor of it. And the four states plus I think you'd think of like Mississippi, I think Florida, Florida has been very aggressive with it with DeSantis pushing for things. So, you know, you have this this movement that essentially 11 major states are kind of pushing on this with the four that have uh, the or okay hold on it's 20 republican state attorneys general have already sent um written communications to walgreens saying like hey you shouldn't be are they doing the same thing for cvs's are they doing the same things for like jewel pharmacy well i think it's like mostly kroger's and other places yeah albertson's yeah etc that's that's what's interesting albertson that big merger remember that was pretty yeah I'm surprised they let that happen, but I think it's still a process. I don't even know because that really that 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 opens the way for a monopoly for grocery stores because they're so, so huge. I but. think Walgreens. So you know this article at the, at NPR has even said like right in and CVS weren't initially targeted yet, mm-hmm. but they're kind of waiting in the wings. Walgreens is the biggest pharmaceutical company, in, or not pharmaceutical company, pharmace, pharmaceutical distributor. Right. Meaning, you know, the whatever they make store, the storefront. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Not obviously like a biopharma pharmaceutical co- company. It's just the they sell the most drugs. They do. But I, I think there there is some criticism that is warranted of Gavin Newsom. So first off, let me say I'm a big fan of this. I, I like the fact that he's coming out, you know, planting the flag and saying this is not OK. Like we are all for protecting women's rights and blah, blah, blah. I'm all for that. But I think there are some valid criticisms in the sense that, like, here he is trying to do the right thing by, you know, the citizens of California and women across the country. But, like, you know, I, I saw, on, I think it was, like, a TikTok of the Young Turks. I forget her name. She's she's pretty good. Anna Kasparian? Yeah. I don't like her. I know. Go you on. Don't. That's fine. <laughs> I think she was presenting the case that like there's so many homeless in, in the San Francisco area alone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, you're trying to save all these women and do And it's like, well, what are you doing for the people within your state right now that yeah. are like Suffering. dying in the yeah. streets? And so I, I thought that was a, a very eloquent point. And, and I thought, you know, it was good to, good to see her go after him because, you know, Gavin Newsom, 
I still think is kind of warming up a, a presidential run should Biden kind of falter off here. I mean, he said Biden, his approval rating has gone way up since the last six months. But the idea of Gavin Newsom, I think, is kind of this dark horse presidential candidate and someone that I've, I've, I could see supporting. But I think there's also some questionable things. And like you said, the opioid crisis that, you know, he didn't exactly go after. Yeah. And, you know, the homelessness issue in, in, in the Bay Area, especially, but all of California, you know, there's there's some big, big fights to be had. And instead, he's, you know, planting his flag in something that I wouldn't well, say is virtue signaling, but it's it's just kind of like what is this really doing? Like, is it, is it really just a political ploy? And I I think there's validity to him doing this and he should do it, but there's other, you know, fish to fry as well. I was actually going to ask you that too, because it felt that way to me. It did. I was like, Hmm, this is a good way to get some like national, national notoriety. This is a good way to kind of like, yeah, you know, and see, that's the thing. This is more of a national scale thing. Exactly. But it, but that's also what you do is is the leader of the pack, right? Like you're the, you, you're the alpha. You're the top. They're, dog. they're the fifth largest GDP in the world right now. They're on track to be the fourth in the next like two years. So they're them alone. Unless it all comes crashing the, down. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. More for they alone. They alone. Uh, you know, are the are the fourth largest GDP. You are the front runner, and you have to make these big bold moves yeah and that allows for the other you know big players like illinois and new york to follow suit and continue protecting women's reproductive rights so all in all i was i was impressed by the move but there's still so much work to do and and this is this is the trouble with politics it is at least for me is i want to celebrate this but there's so much more to do yeah right it's like Biden's infrastructure bill or the, but there's so much more to do. And like loan forgiveness is like being held up in the Supreme court. Yeah. Okay. Now you just set out this, this trillion dollar budget plan. Great. But there's still so much more to do. What about, you know, universal healthcare? Like, what are we doing to fix the healthcare system? What are we doing to, there's so much. And it, 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 it can be hard to swallow all those pills, but eventually you do have to have like, the little victories you got to celebrate the little ones too nice nice little use of pill good yeah yeah see the funny thing is and you hit the nail right on the head there because we've dug such a deep hole for ourselves yes and now we're just trying to slowly build a rat you know a ladder out of the rubble to get out of it you know what i mean and the only way to do that is one rung at a time so i don't know for this one like do i think it's a a nice bold move yes do i think that it has the purest of intentions i think that there's a little bit of like rallying for rallying the troops for a presidential run Mm -hmm. but i still just feel like as much as it's as much as i think it's right i don't i have a hard time with in, in this kind of situation i would love to see higher taxes placed on businesses in some cases but like i i feel like government's role in business as far as like this arena is not really something that I believe in. Um, I think that you have to let businesses fail on their own unless that they're doing something that's like so egregious. Um, not that I don't, again, I'm really, I really feel the need to clarify. Like I do think that this is something important. People have the right to choose. Clarification. Um, and, and, and I'm all for women's rights, uh, to make decisions about what's going on in their tum tums. Um, It was such an eloquent point, and then you said "tum tum." <laughs> yeah, you know what? I gotta be me, Bri. I appreciate. I am who I am. I appreciate your. And that's all that I self. am. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you know when the old uter uter you becomes a uter us, it's your call. Um, but I, I just you know, I think that businesses will fail on their own if they make silly decisions and stupid decisions. And there How it quick? Is. What? That's a good segue. <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Ooh, that's a that's a peak right there. You're in the sound. have to fix that in post. Yeah, I know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, speaking of failing miserably, 
So speaking of not learning from our mistakes, I don't, I don't know. Speaking about history repeating itself, I don't know how big this is. I think it's well. First off, it's very big as it is. Yeah. But is this the indicator that holy shit, the economy could be in a very, very dangerous position, and not to cause you know the five, you know the is it the five star alarm, the five five siren alarm? The nuclear clock has not reached midnight. Right. But we're getting there. So Silvergate Bank and the SVB, so Silicon Valley Bank, just had massive losses. So Silvergate Capital Corp shut down. SVB Financial Group is a Silicon Valley bank that is, you know, worth billions of dollars and have made some less than prudent, less than shrewd moves. I will say it's nowhere near as awful. It's not, it's not 2008. It's, it, well, the moves that they made were nowhere near as awful as what was happening in 2008. It wasn't like they were taking terrible mortgages, spinning them into things and taking derivatives of those things and mi- mixing those and like spinning them off into another product. Like it, it wasn't like that. Yeah. One of the big troublesome issues right now is with the economy, with inflation, Mm -hmm. you have the Fed raising interest rates. Well, that makes treasury yields more valuable. And when we see this happening at a rate, right? So Jerome Powell has been raising the interest rates so rapidly because inflation just is not going down fast enough that it, it could be absolutely shooting itself in the foot, right? The fed could be shooting the economy in the foot. And so what happened here with SVB is that they took these bonds and they were selling them at like, what's say one point, I think it was like 1.8%. Now they jumped up to 3.9%. So they were going to lose billions of dollars on these transactions. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to cover that, they had to sell stock. And then so then there was a run on the stock. And then there was a run on the actual bank because people could bank with this bank with like personal checking accounts. And so companies and individuals were tearing their money out as fast as they could. Mm -hmm. There was a run on the bank, similar to what happened in the Great Depression, where there's a run on the bank, people don't get their money, now all of a sudden the bank goes belly up. Right. So what happened here is the SVB stock lost about 60% in trading hours. There was even a halt on it, Mm -hmm. right? It lost 60%. It went down to $100. It had... $160 $160 loss. So it was like $260-ish and it went down to 100-ish flat. So I think it was like 101. And then after hours, there was another 20% run on it. So it's down to $81 in after hours. This kind of meltdown has massive impacts because now people can't get their money. There's also lenders who have debt with them and like they need to collect that debt. Well, SVB won't be able to pay that debt. So they're sourcing... For capital, they're like, hey, we need about $2 billion to start covering these costs. And if we can't, we're going to go under and then all of this value is gone. And now you have other debtors calling on, on, you know, the places they've lent to. And we were already in a very fickle environment for private equity, for venture capitalism. And to have this happen right now the same day that Jerome Powell is saying we're going to raise the interest rates even higher. Yeah. It's very, very scary because if you have interest rates continuing to go up while the supply of capital is down, that happens only in very, very serious recessions slash depressions. Well, and what's interesting too, or not interesting, what's kind of scary too, I should say is that, um, there was a spokesperson for the bank. I was reading it. This is a New York times. Okay. Um, saying that, um, so they're going to be selling off a bunch of assets. They're going to be, um, taking advantage of the easiest trades they can make selling stock, things like that. And they're just, and, and even taking out more loans to gather up this 2 billion ish dollars, uh, that they need. 
but then he finishes this entire you know interview with but it's it's nothing nothing to be worried about right nothing to be worried about so you know the effect that this could have on other businesses and individuals it's um it's scary man it sucks it's 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 so funny how like things like this just keep happening and keep happening and keep happening um and the way that they're trying to gather money so quickly reminds me of like bernie madoff um you know 2008's about to hit and he needs to get all this money to cover these people that are pulling out um you know these sky high um returns that he's been promising yeah well, so, or even FTX <laughs> reminds me of FTX too. And I'm not saying that this is a Ponzi scheme. That's not where I'm going. It just, it reminds me of that. So it's the, like the mismanagement that, is definitely there. Like, you know, I, I was talking with some people that are in the financial field and stuff like that. Some are, some are very like, this is big. Some are like pause, but at the end of the day, this is the system that we continue to utilize is our operational, our, our, our economic tool, right? It is the way we run our economy is in this deregulate, deregulate, deregulate. It is not a surprise that the country is starting to fall apart in an, like at the very seams, right? Yeah. With like the derailment and how that's going to impact agriculture and how that's going to impact water sources and how that's going to impact home values in that area. Oh, that, that and then whole we have, town is fucked. And then, yeah. And then you have in, in that, the Norfolk Southern. Yeah. The Norfolk uh, CEO testified before Congress today. And like Ed Markey did a really good job of saying like, you say you're going to do the right thing. You know, these people's homes, they were, you know, they were worth a hundred thousand. They'd be lucky to sell for 50,000. Like, are you going to cover that cost? He's like, well, we're going to do the right thing. Okay, the right thing is to cover is that it? cost. Yeah, are, what you is going it? To, are you going to do that? We're talking about the money for the homes, relocation fees. Right. We're talking about medical expenses. We're talking about everything. Right. Stack it up. Put it in $100 bills. Put it in briefcases. Send it out. <laughs> well, and that's that's a thing. It's like people, people don't realize the amount billions of dollars equates to. Oh, yeah. I was listening to something, and I'm going to be a little bit off, but generally I'll be close. You're talking about how long it takes to to make a million versus a billion? In terms of time. Yeah. Where it's like a million dollars in seconds, a million seconds is like 11 days. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But a billion billion is is 31 years. Yeah, 31 fucking years. So, like, you're talking about the difference of a couple of weeks versus years and years. And so it's like 68 years is a billion seconds. Or two two billion seconds, so like to go from zero to a million is like eleven days, and then from a million to two million is twenty something days, and it's not twenty two exactly, but yeah. anyways, it's like a month, right? And then to go from one billion to two billion is to go from thirty one years to sixty eight years, something crazy. And yeah. I was just like, that really puts it into perspective. So when Norfolk southern does a buyback of like four billion dollars that is a the amount that these repairs and reparations would cost pale in comparison to those buybacks and those buybacks are nothing of value except for shareholder value that's all it is Mm -hmm. right there's no there's no r&d there's no worker compensation there's Mm -hmm. no pension reform to to build up better pensions it's not hey we're gonna pay all of the medical benefits because we treated our workers so shittily for the last decade it's not that it's literally just making the rich people who have invested in the company richer yeah and that's a problem and so this is the financial and economic system that we are working within and I think there is a major, major problem. And and it's funny, we'll talk about this on the next podcast with Biden's proposal on like taxing capital gains, taxing the ultra rich, you know, putting uh, if the hey, how about a little is, how about a little inheritance tax there, buddy? Right. And, and I think there was one like any household that makes over that's worth over, excuse me, a hundred million dollars or something. I'll get into all that when I really get a chance to research it. Yeah. But that said. We see a very big issue here and this. I don't know how big this is. I don't know if this is the red flag to say, oh, shit, here it comes in the next five, six months. We are fucked and we're never going to be truly fucked because we'll always recover. But 
how bad does it get? And and it's it's interesting because when Jerome Powell, the chair, the Fed chair, was testifying before Congress, Elizabeth Warren was grilling him and saying, "Are you the one that's going to sit in front of those families telling them that they lost their jobs because you needed to raise the interest rate? Why is it? And I've asked this on the podcast before. Why is it that the way we control the interest rate is by raising the unemployment rate? The only way we know how to drive down Inflation is to drive up unemployment to, to, to crush demand. It doesn't make sense to me because if we really wanted to do things, we would eliminate the gouging that has happened with, with, with gas companies and, and some of these food producers that own every single avenue of the food production chain. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, oh, well, you know, inflation. And it's like, Dude, inflation was 9%. You raised your profits by 30%. Doesn't That's not sense. inflation. And so the price I didn't major in math, but that does not check out. No. And so the the problem becomes when can the government step in in a way that actually benefits the people and not hurts the business but reins it in a little bit. Right? Like I'm not asking for I I it was funny, you know, I was talking with my cousin and he's like Sometimes I think you're wolf in sheep's clothing because I, I, I want people to get rich. Yeah. I want people to do well in business. I want people I want people to be able to live the American dream. And that's buy a home, start a family, you know, build your own business, retire and enjoy life, go on vacations. I want all that. If that's yeah. if any of that is your dream, I want that for you. I want people to start from nothing. Like a Mark Cuban. Bill Gates didn't start from nothing. Warren Buffett didn't start from nothing. Jeff Bezos didn't start from nothing. Someone, uh, who who's the developer of Spanx? That chick started with nothing. Okay, the girl, the girl that started Bumble, the self-made billionaire at 31. She started from nothing. Mark Cuban, like, I like those stories. Go, go make millions and millions of dollars. Once you've hit billions, it's too much. You need to start paying more in taxes. But I want people to do that. But it is whenever I say, like, we need to make sure companies are reined in. Nah, man, that's socialism. Like, the government's getting too big. We can't it's, do that. Well, it's just, you know, everybody wants to be people. That's the thing, too. I, I, I just read something, and I wish I remember exactly what it said. But it was something along, along the lines of, like, not everybody wants to be filthy rich. People just don't want to have to worry about money. They want to be able to do everything that you just said. And then be like, all right, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm still good. Um, like, and, and I don't think that the ultra wealthy, especially the people that are somewhat born into it or were kind of like not necessarily handed at me, they had a really great idea, but like had the help that they needed to get where they were going. Right. Um, I, I wish that they could see that like, yeah, it's cool to have multiple billions of dollars, but like, do you need it? That's, no, that's the thing. You don't. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to buy Twitter and light the, the, that thing on fire? Mm-hmm. Like, speaking of that guy, he's, he's, do you see what happened with him? Yeah. Elon Musk. He, he got in a, he got into a Twitter battle with an employee. The employee. Oh, I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about the it. The employee has, has a disability. He's in a wheelchair. He has, mm-hmm. uh, I think he has MS. Anyways. This man is brilliant. He does. He's he's working out of Iceland, and he's like building ramps and doing all these cool things. But his company got bought by Twitter before Elon Musk bought Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter bought his company for whatever reason, and instead of taking the huge like millions and millions and millions of dollars in a lump sum or in capital, like. Uh, stock options and all that a way to kind of use capital gains tax to skirt the yeah the state he said no i'll take it in the form of wage and iceland has a very very high tax system mm-hmm. why because they have the best social safety nets and he said the social safety nets the education system and the way that our social his social security works you know for yeah it's not social security but same thing the way our social safety nets work and the education system work, I want to reward that because it, it got me to where I needed to be. Right. Yeah. So instead of being the greedy asshole, he just did the right thing. And then he said, hey, I've been locked out. And Elon Musk went on this rant 
about how he has never done anything and he might as well consider himself fired. Well, part of the buyout was if he's ever terminated, he gets the full lump sum immediately. Nice. Plus, this Elon Musk was doing all these disparaging things to this man, calling him out and saying he doesn't work. He literally can't move like mm-hmm. his hands very well, so he can't type for long periods of time. But he was like a, a people leader. He was mm-hmm. like guiding in creating strategies. Yeah, and you know the other people would would do those those things. So Elon Musk immediately like probably was confronted by one of his lawyers and said, "Hey." You're fucking up big time. This is going to cost you. And he's like, on you know, on second thought, like, I was moving off of hearsay. It turns out he is still employed here. He's going to work with Twitter going forward, blah, blah, blah. You know, the way that he can just be so pretentious and just, it, it won't even affect him. He's got that supervillain money, dude. He's got, he, he was worth over $200 billion, right? Now he's worth far less. At the end of the day, if you end up with nothing but $1 billion, that's still so much fucking money. Dude, yeah. We will, you and I, unless we win the waddle or, you know, this podcast really booms, we'll never see a million dollars in our account at a single juncture. No, I will. I hope so. I really will. I know I, 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 whatever it takes. Okay. I likely will not. No, you will. Okay. I put it on my vision board for you. <laughs> I put it on my vision board. Yeah. I'm going to manifest that into reality. Yeah. Yeah. And it says billion dollars for, or million dollars for Kevin in his account at one time, million dollars for Brian in his account too. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. If I make the two million, if I had two million dollars in my bank account, listen, you're going to have to pay the taxes on it, but I'll gift it to you. <laughs> I mean, what would you, you'd end up with what? Well, fuck, that wouldn't work. I need to make like 3.8 billion or 3.8 million. Yeah, because you got to take like 30% of that, that clip. Well, yeah, but it's you, so you'll give like 50%. So. Hell yeah, bro. So I need to make more. Gotta, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working right. on it. As long as it's manifested soon. Yeah, Anyways, I got these ideas. Going back, the amount of money that's being thrown around here mm-hmm. is very troubling. And then. The fact that this place can go under and have those the reverberations will be felt all across Silicon Valley because there's all these companies, these startups that are depending on that leverage mm-hmm. that they acquired from SVB. All of a sudden, that's got like this is the lifeblood of Silicon Valley, partially, and you're going to strip that away. That's going to impact startups, which then impact larger companies, which impact mom and pop shops and. Mm-hmm. It's all intertwined. And so I'm hopeful that this can stabilize as soon as tomorrow. But I'm I'm very, because I've been so bearish for so long, <clears throat> I'm worried that this is the this is the straw. This is the one that breaks the camel's back and really starts because some people are saying like this is just the tip of the iceberg. Because as we saw and you alluded to earlier, all of the financial Markets were impacted on the, on the stocks, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, City, all of these banks Wells were Fargo, hit. Wells yeah. Fargo were hit and lost billions of dollars in market cap. Yeah, and that's, the, I mean, that's substantial. And if they can't stabilize it to tomorrow, and at the same time the Fed is saying, yeah, we're still raising interest rates. We could be in a very, very, very precarious position. Now, for a lot of people, that won't impact you on a daily basis. Right, yeah. Because you're, you know, uh, working at a local bank or working at a, a local trade company or whatever the case is, or even you work downtown. Like, it might not impact you directly, but over time, these reverberations will be felt, similar to like the derailment. And it's impacted not only on the home values and the people and the sickness and all that, but the way that's in the environment now mm-hmm. and how that can impact grain and, and water in that area for long periods of time. This is similar, but in an economic financial market. So I hope, 
I hope that's not going to be the case. I hope it stabilizes and everything goes back to normal and everything's okay. But I, I fear that we're starting to see some of those economic indicators that we didn't want to see because it could be leading towards the recession that we've been very trepidatious about. I'll call Michael Burry when I get home. Yeah, I would be interested in what he has to say. I'm yeah. sure he's I'm yeah. sure he's very bearish right now. Yeah. Very yeah. bearish. Burry is very bearish. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one one last thing. Yeah. More about the podcast. Yeah. You did lay out a challenge. I did. And you said, "Hey, post this. Let's get some some audience questions for an Ask Me Anything." So I know you liked doing the questions, and I think I think that was really fun. I think it would also be very fun if people shot us a message with an Ask Me Anything. So it doesn't have to be political. I also saw, and I kind of want to do this. There's kind of a trend on like podcasts and stuff like that with uh, going over, am I the asshole? So am I the I asshole? I already know the answer. I am. Well, no, it's not <laughs> us. It's someone presenting a situation like, oh. hey, am I the asshole here? Yeah. And like maybe we'll find some of I was like, we'll Brian, that's so stupid. Like we know of the two of us. I am. <laughs> no, I am. No. So. We're having our first fight. Yeah, because I'm an asshole. No, boom. it's because I am an asshole. Boom. Anyways. Boom, we, boom, might, we might we might do that. I so, love it. I love it. Uh, we'll we'll feel feel out what uh, the yeah. audience can bring. Kevin believes that you're going to bring the heat. I am a little bit skeptical. Obviously, I'm the, yeah. I'm a little bit more pessimistic on certain things. So, you know, prove Kevin right. Prove me I'm wrong. Uh, but other than that, that's all. That's all we got for for today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, on that note. Do good. Be great. Love you guys. Love you guys. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. Ain't the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is how I get on Geronimo. This is bye bye Tata Audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends trying to hit the road. Trying to catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why ones on the attack? Just break out.